You're listening to You're listening to the Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Lost in the silence, that's where I will stay. I came here to meet you, but you don't feel the same. I failed you before, I know you won't understand. No. And hey everyone, welcome to the collab cast for Friday, May the 18th, 2018. My name is Marvin Yeh. I'm Minji Chang. And it is, we are halfway through APAM, Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. Only? How are you holding up? <laughs> uh, happy, exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's always a busy week for us, especially since we work with collaboration and amongst the community. It's just been nonstop events all week. Uh, we just finished the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival. We went to Identity LA. Minji's about to fly off to Seattle to go speak at APAM events in Seattle. Yes. I'm excited. <laughs> I had to sit down with Jimmy O. Yang, talk about his book and Crazy Rich Asians. Hey. Hey, that's coming on soon. Yep. Um, but that's not what this episode is about. We shan't pre-exhaust ourselves. To complain about how tired we are. We are here. No, it's been great. To talk about visionaries. Minji, when I say visionaries, what comes to mind? Well, now that we've been so heavily immersed in Asian America, I think of HBO. So good job on the branding, guys. <laughs> good job, Leo. Good job, Jimmy. Yeah. HBO APA Visionaries is a annual, I guess now, short film competition by HBO looking for the next great Asian American director. Um creating Asian American stories. Yeah. So they just announced and premiered the finalists for the 2018 short film competition, uh, which theme was home at the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival. Um, we were able to watch all three of the films, Remittance by Marty Go, Jia Jia by Fiona Rowan, and June by Hui Bing Lao. And shout out to this year's winner, which was Hui Bing Lao, mm-hmm. who we got to work with and, and screen his short at the South by Southwest event, which was so, I mean, it was just really cool to meet him on his home turf and like meet his friends because they all <laughs> came out to support him too. So that was just incredible. And like everybody did such a phenomenal job. Yeah. So I think HBO is feeling pretty good because they're yeah. like, oh, <laughs> there's great content there to be shared and developed. It's so great to be able to meet and just welcome these new directors into the community. Um, last year's directors, um, Din Tai for Monday, Tiffany Su for Wonderland, and Jingyi Xiao for Toenail um, have gone on to do great things since they, they were a part of the program. We've, I've, and I've seen them in the last week. It was really cute because <laughs> they were there to support. Well, Din couldn't make it because he was out in Indiana shooting a commercial. So he like mm-hmm. he out there hustling. But like Jingyi was also a part of the Armed with a Camera program. Yeah. So that was cool. Like just kind of seeing how they continue on based on this great opportunity that they got. I also saw Jingyi talk with Leonardo Nam, who is, you know, from Westworld. He's our, our dear friend. And they were talking, I just overheard their conversation about what their ideas are, what kind of projects they want to make. So that brought like a little Asian American tear to my eye. <laughs> just, you know, like these things matter you know, as much as much as like to other people and to outsiders, it can seem so kind of like cliche or like oh we made a program but these programs are huge opportunities it's the same with crazy rich agents getting such like strong support from the warner brothers a major studio having hbo be backing 
a event such as this or a program such as this is is huge for not only for the community for giving opportunities, but for the filmmakers that it highlights. And honestly, I say you're welcome, Warner Brothers. Like it, I think <laughs> it's a very like multi synergistic thing going on there. And I'm going to totally sound hippie, but people get value out of that. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's an eye opening thing, and that's the value of people having spoken up and making their concerns heard about the lack of voices and then people respond and like okay if that's what y'all want and what you need and what's going to impact our bottom line too <laughs> n- n- like make yeah. some programs out there i mean it's i don't want to say it's just like collaboration but similar where we have for I'm, the last totally 19 years <laughs> we uh, we've been discovering and bringing these great musical talents on stage and we've gotten to the point where people who have watched these people perform on stage as part of the audience, in turn, are encouraged to pursue the arts. Get out there the and arts. do it themselves. And yeah. some have even gone on stage themselves and become collab alum. Oh, that's the cutest story is when we have <laughs> alum who say, oh, I was at that show or I was at that conference or I was at that open mic and yeah. so-and-so made me go like, hey, should I do that? And I think everything is about planting seeds. Same thing with these programs. Same thing with the APA, the APA Visionaries you know, all these different diversity programs, quite honestly, I didn't even know existed. Like I'm learning too, as an organizer, there's a lot of disconnect, but the the dots are starting to connect, which I think is like, <laughs> thank God, because we can't do it all alone. <laughs> yeah. So during the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival, I was able to sit down with all three of the finalists to chat with them for a little bit about their films, their filmmaking bona fides, and um, what's next for them. Um, so we're going to play that interview after the break, but first, um, I was also able to talk to a few people during the red carpet and at the event. Um, I was able to talk to Leonardo Nam, who is the, the uh, Yellow Tiger, the Yellow Tiger, who is the spokesperson for the 2018 HBO Visionaries program, um, also um, co-star of Westworld. I was also able to talk to Sujata Day, nice. who is an actress on um, Issa Rae's Insecure. She's so who cool. Is the HBO ambassador for next year's the 2019 HBO Visionaries. Get that Desi representation, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> and finally, I also talked to Jackie Gagney, who is the HBO Vice President of Multicultural Marketing, about um, who is um, the de facto head of the program, and she had some nice words to, to uh, share about the program as well. Um, so without further ado, here is our interviews with the representatives from HBO. Hi, I'm Sujata Day. I'm on Insecure, a show on HBO, and I also had a film here at the festival last year, which is really exciting, called Cowboy and Indian. Um, so we're here at the um, HBO APA Visionary short film premiere for the 2018 class. Um, what brings you out here today? I am next year's HBO APA Visionaries ambassador, and this is really exciting for me because I'm such a big believer in creating your own work and getting it out there. And this is what these filmmakers are doing tonight. So just happy to support. And have you um, seen any of the films yet or will this be the first time? As I was searching last night, it was amazing. Um, it was so gripping. So such a thriller mystery. I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, who is it? Is it this? Is it what? She's not. I don't know what's happening. Um, trying not to give away spoilers, um, but it was an amazing film uh, by an Indian American director and uh, starring John Cho. So it was beautiful to watch John Cho in a starring leading role. So, as a part of Insecure, you're part of this new wave of 
diverse programming that's been pioneering um, this new generation of programming, how does it feel that the company that carries your show is so dedicated to um, elevating Asian voices? It's really exciting because I do feel like our show is revolutionary and the stuff that HBO is doing and how much they support works of people of color, they, they practice what they preach, which is super important. I feel like a lot of other networks have these diversity showcases and diversity writing, acting, directing opportunities, but then you watch their shows and you're like, uh... What, where's the funnel? You're, it's, it doesn't show in the stuff that you're broadcasting. But HBO is actually showing that they do support inclusion. And by doing events like this, uh, it only helps. So are you working on anything else right now? Or are you mainly working on Insecure? Do you have any other projects in the, in the works that we should, we should know about? I have a couple of my own shows in development, so we'll see what hit first, you know? Um, and I, this weekend, I'm actually working on two rewrites, one for a treatment, one for a script, and just excited for all of my stories that are about brown girls growing up in America. Yeah, I appreciate the hustle of, you know, it, people don't realize it's a lot of work just to get these things on, on screen, and... Um, what do you want to tell those filmmakers thinking about applying for APA Visionaries 2019? What would you like, what's a message you'd like to send to them to encourage them to do? I think just don't stop. Um, even if your first short or your first web series failed, don't take it as a sign of failing overall. Just keep going. Get on to the next project. I think a lot of people don't know that Awkward Black Girl was Issa Rae's third web series number three and that blew up and it's like you know maybe you have to get through a bunch of failures to get to the golden gem and you will always learn something along the way so just keep going don't stop even if it doesn't get into any festivals just make another one keep it moving we've been talking to Sujata Day from um, HBO's Insecure thank you so much for talking to us thank you so much (laughs) hey Leo hi how you doing I'm here with Leonardo Nam, the um, ambassador for this year's HBO APA Visionaries uh, short film competition. Yeah. It's finally here. It's a day to premiere. How excited are you that your, your kids are, are graduating? I know. It feels wonderful. Uh, I was just telling uh, HBO backstage, I was telling them, you know, it's so wonderful to be part of something and to finally see it into, come into fruition. And so I've been following a lot of these, uh, the filmmakers that won last year. And they've been, uh, because they were part of the HBO Visionaries Award last year, I've seen their career really kind of take off. I'm like, oh, now you get meetings into those rooms. Wow, well done. Which is what uh, the whole purpose of these awards are for. And so it's great to now see this new crop come through. Um, It also reminds me that, you know, time waits for no man. So you better get up off your bum and make something. (laughs) So have you seen all three of these films already? I have. Any favorites? Uh, oh, it's hard because it's they all tell such a unique part of our community, and I really appreciate that. I do feel like, uh, yeah, there's one that I really like, but you know, I love them all. I'll try to guess it afterwards, all and right, you tell me if tell me if tell me if I'm right or wrong. All right. Well, um, yeah. Uh, and it, it's great to see that you know HBO is seems to be very committed to. Like 
bringing in more diverse voices into not only their current shows and the shows that they're they're currently doing, but things like HPO, APA Visionaries, where yeah. they're they're championing young voices. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important. It's important that uh, we continue to reach out into our community and ask of them to tell our stories. Uh, I think that what HBO has done is is brilliant. It's so smart of them to really encourage filmmakers to get excited about telling their own stories uh, and then to really be welcomed inside of the HBO family. Uh, I think you're going to see great things out of these filmmakers. Uh, I, th- I know from last year, uh, like I was saying, these filmmakers are now starting to get into some serious meetings and some serious work, and that's what we want. You know, We want to be working at that level, working with HBO, telling our stories. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, not going to keep you any longer, but I'll see you later. Right, um, congratulations on the completion of your ambassadorship. Thank you. And I know, it's like a <laughs> bit of a sad moment. You're going, oh, pass it on. But it, it's also great to know that it, it keeps thriving, it keeps growing. So I'm excited for that. Thanks so much, Leo. All right, man. See ya. Um, so my name's Jackie Gagney. I'm the Vice President of Multicultural Marketing at HBO. And uh, our team, my team, has worked uh, on this. APA Visionaries program. Awesome. Yeah, we are here at the 2018 Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival um, at the premiere of the 2018 class of HPO APA Visionaries. Um, thank you so much for your team for heading up this wonderful project. Um, how does it feel now that you have two years under your belt? Oh, it's, it's, it's wonderful. The response has been really tremendous. Um, you know, we launched it, uh, you know, two years ago. And uh, we saw a lot of submissions, a lot of excitement for the program. And so we were thrilled to bring it back this year um, and to really be able to provide, to provide this platform for these, uh, for these young filmmakers. Um, how's it been just seeing all these, not only the, the winners, but also all the submissions that come through and all, all the talent that you know, are vying for these, these few spots? It's, you know what, it's tremendously exciting. It's really exciting. Um, I'm so happy that as a company we're able to sort of, you know, provide that opportunity. And it's, it's, it's exciting to see how much talent there is out there. Um, and it's really a matter of like having an outlet like this one and creating up these opportunities, uh, for these voices, for these storytellers, for these filmmakers, um, for their work to be showcased. So, you know, it was clear from the response we received last year that there's, you know, there's a, there's a, a need for this, uh, and we saw it again in the, with the responses that we had to this year's uh, program. Yeah, I want to thank you again for giving opportunities. Like that's all a creative can ask for is an opportunity to shine and to showcase. Um, what's next for the program? Well, there definitely will be. Uh, we 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 will have the program again uh, next year. We are looking to. Possibly make make some changes, maybe uh, move into you know into television, uh, but uh, we're not we're still we're still in development. But we will absolutely showcase this have this program again um, next year and provide this opportunity. Awesome. Well, thank you again for offering this amazing opportunity for Asian American filmmakers. Um, I'm excited to see what comes next. Um, we're here with Jackie Gagney from HBO. Thank you so much for talking with us. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we'll be right back with the finalist from the 2018 HBO APA Visionaries. Hey. 
Hey everyone, Marvin here. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Collabcast. Uh, the Collabcast is a production of Collaboration, a not-for-profit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment. Discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of the Asian American community in North America and beyond. You can learn more about Collaboration and our programs by going to the website www.collaboration.org. The Collabcast is also a proud family member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from our community. If you like what you hear on the Collabcast, you should also check out one of the other great programs of the Potluck Collective. Um, we suggest They Call Us Bruce. They Call Us Bruce is a Asian American pop culture discussion podcast hosted by, hosted by Phil Yu, also known as the Angry Asian Man, and journalist and celebrity dad Jeff Yang. Each episode, Phil and Jeff dive deep into a pressing topic in the world of Asian American culture and keep an eye out for their next episode featuring a panel that they hosted at the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival featuring the cast of Crazy Rich Asians. You can find The Call Us Bruce and the other great programs of the Potluck Collective by going to the website www.podcastpotluck.com. Thanks again for listening to the Collabcast. Uh, let's get you back to the show. And welcome back to the Collabcast. Um, Minji. What's up? When are you submitting for the APA Visionaries program? Good question. Well, I'm sub- I just submitted to Sundance. By the time this airs, I'll have <laughs> submitted to Sundance. Again, being around mm. filmmakers has been mad inspiring and talking to them about their process. I'm like, okay, let's just go. Like, <laughs> Hail Mary, let's see what happens. Full disclosure, we are Soon. recording this um, two hours before the deadline. So two I hours am, and 23 minutes. I am eating time right now. So. It's all good. It's how much I love collab in the community. It's all good. So everyone send good get vibes. Where you fit it in, you know. Everyone send good vibes to Minji. Hopefully, she gets into one of the diversity programs. It's interesting the the Sundance Writers Fellowships. It's like a UC application. It's like one application for like all of the fellowships, which is honestly a pretty good way to get more submissions. I agree, and apparently, this was through multiple complaints that people had in the past. <laughs> that you, why am I submitting to all of these programs individually? Yeah, Sundance. <laughs> Everyone, come on. But we can all be better. Yeah. No, but it's great. And uh, I, I really would love to do the APA Visionaries. I was in two shorts that actually got submitted okay. to this this round. And two of them were comedy shorts. So, you know, everything's different. HBO's flavor is a little different. But uh, they're very off-the-wall comedies. <laughs> but regardless, it's giving people deadlines. It's making people move. Yeah. That's amazing. I have a suggestion for HBO's 2019 theme. It should be Expressive Asians because Minji will just... Oh, okay. I'll dominate. She should just be in everything. I can't suppress <laughs> feelings if I try. <laughs> That's my problem. Um, but yeah, here is uh, my interview with Hui Bing Law, Fiona Rowan, and Marty Goh, uh, the three finalists for the 2018 HBO APA Visionaries Short Films Competition. And you're listening to the Collab Cast. Um, we are here at the 2018 Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. I am here joined by the three finalists um, in the middle of this. Uh, very noisy lobby as they get ready for their party. Um, I'm joined by the three finalists of this year's HBO APA Visionary Short Film Competition. We have Huaving Law. Hello. Marty Go. Hey, how's it going? And Fiona Rowan. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Um, yeah, so if, if you hear any noises in the back, they're preparing for the after party of today's um, premiere, world premiere of all three of your short films that is going to eventually be put on um, HBO proper. For everyone to see um, and HBO Go. 
Um, how's it feel? Very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, why don't you um, each introduce your, your films to, to the audience? Sure. So I'll start. Um, I'm Hui. My film is June. Uh, it's about this Chinese immigrant wife who's trying to fit in at her husband's graduation party in the 1950s in Texas. And uh, yeah, it's a short drama about um, assimilation and immigration to Texas from Taiwan. My name is Marty Go, and uh, my film is called Remittance, which is about a Filipino cruise worker whose world falls apart when she can't get in contact with her son back at home in the Philippines. Wow. Yeah. My name is Fan Yi, and my film is Jie Jie. And it's a portrait of a single mother with two daughters. Um, they're an immigrant family and set in Los Angeles in 1997. Great. Um, let's talk about um, what made you want to participate in and how has it, um, how has it been being part of the APA Visionaries um, Class of 2018? Yeah, I think um, just being aware of the competition last year and just seeing how that... Um, how that uh, was kind of spread around. It was it was always on the radar, I think. And at the time, I was doing my thesis film at UT, and I was looking for uh, a story to tell. And I remembered uh, the one that my uncle told me once, and uh, it just lined up perfectly with the schedule for the HBO contest. And um, yeah, it was a good deadline to hit, and uh, I was looking forward to hopefully getting my film to be on HBO. And Marty, was was your film also already in development, or did you make it just for the? No, I actually, um, I saw the Facebook post um, probably two weeks before the competition, like, you know, uh, when it was due. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to make a film, like, right now. And I kind of had an idea kind of brewing for, like, the last year. And it just kind of fell, like, real easily with the theme of being home. And so it just was actually just, like, really convenient. We were about to go on a cruise to Alaska. Oh, wow. And I'm like, all right, let's let's make a film. So you shot during your cruise? Yeah. <laughs> so was this supposed to be vacation and you turn yeah. into a work? It's my trip? sister's 40th birthday party. Nice. <laughs> we had all these family flying in uh, to all meet in Alaska, and we're like, okay. Uh, me and my boyfriend, my f- uh, filmmaking partner, were like, it's just us. We're just gonna make a movie and then put my family in it and figure it out as we go wow so you did it all in two weeks you shot and edited well, and we um shot yeah we shot edited did everything within two weeks wow. yeah very Holy fast cow. so to all those out there wondering if it's possible <laughs> it's possible to do that and still win so there you go and fiona how did you get involved okay jj was my um thesis project as well and um i didn't I didn't know about the HBO competition. It was my friend who, the DP, and he told me, he's like, it's home. Um, It lines up with what you're doing. You should submit. And I was like, no, no, no. HBO is not going to like this. You know, I think we shouldn't do it. He's like, it's free. Just do it. And then he actually went behind my back to my editor and told him, like, just submit, just submit. Don't don't tell her. And, well, I'm really glad we did. (laughs) Well, congratulations um, on being the finalists this year. Um, You you guys are the, the three... Uh, faces of this year's HBO APA Visionaries. How did it feel when you found out you got in? Amazing. <laughs> I, I've said this like in many times, but like I have a vision board, you know, and like the top left corner is the HBO, like you know the 
the you know logo and I just I always stare at it like every day and I'm like I have to put something on HBO so it's it's really a dream come true huh? yeah yeah, I, I still don't know if I believe you until I see it exactly. on HBO. <laughs> exactly. So it's, yeah, it's a, well, I saw the trailer and your film that was definitely oh, on was there. Okay, so good. just yeah. just confirming okay. that that yeah. it, it's not an elaborate prank. <laughs> <laughs> We're not all part of a secret camera group. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Did you? When did you find out that your producers submitted it for you? Uh, my editor. Yeah. No, actually, we submitted together in okay. the end. Um, well, when I got the email, my editor was like, "Are you sure it was a spam?" I'm like, <laughs> "I don't know," because we got we got rejected by so many film festivals mm. before this, and it was so. I was in a very low um, moment until we got this email, and we couldn't believe it was happening. No. Yeah, and it's it's really great to see that um, all three of you guys are also from different places, different backgrounds. Um, where you're from. Um, are you are you originally from the Austin area? Uh, born and raised in Houston. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marty, you're from Florida yeah. originally, and Fiona, you're from Taiwan. And I'm from Taiwan, and I was raised in Oregon. Okay, when, um, yeah. from seven to twelve. Yeah. And it's it's really great to see just what you guys all bring to the table because you know Asian Americans we're very we're a very broad demographic, and there are a lot of different stories. Um, I guess for our listeners who are aspiring filmmakers or who you know have heard of HBO, like have heard of the program, or aren't sure if they even can or will like what um, brought you to become directors in the first place um, actually I grew up this is Marty I grew up as an actress uh, <laughs> doing TV and commercials um, and then I grew up and I was like I'm going to move to LA I'm, I'm going to make my career there and so I started getting cast as an adult as um, like geisha number two and nail technician number three and I was like I am so sick of doing this like I cannot like I want to be a real actress you know and so I got really frustrated in that world and so I decided to apply to USC film school to learn how to produce how to direct how to write so that I had the ability to make these things on my own and I didn't have to rely on anyone else giving me giving me work Mm -hmm. Um, so that's been my biggest drive is to actually make material uh, like we are showing tonight. And so it really is like a work of, you know, over 10, 15 years of my life's work to to be here tonight and to show, uh, you know, Asian-American stories. So um, I initially wanted to be a writer in high school and then in in college I wanted to be a screenwriter, but I was... And I applied for grad school in the in the US but I got rejected and I was really disappointed and my sister was like pick yourself up and direct your own stuff and I was like no it's so hard and she gave me her new year red pocket money which is you know pretty big deal and actually I made my first film with that money of course we had a lot more coming in but I think it was really meaningful to me um, that she did that and it is about our experience growing up together um, I think for me I I started out uh, studying engineering at UT Austin as an undergrad and I just kind of went through the motions of the classes and not really feeling any passion towards that major at all and then I kind of stumbled into these filmmaking classes and then everything just like lit up and it's like oh this is this is fun and I think at first it was a hobby and it really took a long time to sort of build confidence to say like hey you know what I can I can take I, I can tell a story too and I can learn how to become a filmmaker and so I think that's just um, it just took many years to, to build that confidence and that experience and uh, yeah like Marty was saying kind of just led all, all all the way to where we are today so great so p- 
part of the deal of becoming APA visionaries is that you, you get your film onto the HBO platform. So it's going to be played not only on TV, but also streamable. Um, how does it feel now that you can tell, like when people ask you what, what you made, you can just point them to a link and show them. Definitely doesn't feel real yet. It's pretty <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. But I know that it's like jump started so many careers. So I, with these, with these competitions, so I'm really excited. Yeah. What has it been like working with HBO? Like I don't, um, for, for, those uh, for those of us who haven't won the competition yet, um, what does it entail? Like, what, what what happened? What happens after you find out that you're a part of this program? I mean, leading leading up to this, they've done so much to put us out there and to like you know have news outlets write stories about us to you know show what we're doing and to get interest and already just before we've even shown it I think that being able to put our names and our work out there and to let people know what we're doing I think that's a huge deal so far yeah they, I think they really are kind of championing our voices and providing that platform and um, I think on day one they're like okay you're part of the HBO family like welcome and yeah that was the best yeah so yeah. it's really special how has, how has the recession been with um, your, your friends and family um, knowing that you're part of the HBO visionaries Oh man, so good. I mean, like a lot of my family members are actually in the short, yeah. and so they're just like so psyched to be on TV. <laughs> so psyched. Um, how does your sister feel about being portrayed uh, on on screen? Uh, she was the makeup artist of my film, okay. so she saw the whole process. And it was fun. It, she had so much more respect for filmmakers after she was part of this. <laughs> train wreck you know <laughs> and and yeah they're really excited my dad was like hbo are you sure the 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 channel i'm watching every night i'm like yeah dad <laughs> so it was really that's fun. great yeah has your family ever always been supportive of your your creative endeavors my dad has always been i think and my mom she's just so proud and honored to be <laughs> featured and and now she's like yeah i support your career <laughs> yeah, because yeah. of this competition she said that or i think because of the film she saw it she cried and she's like i don't want to see it again oh, yeah. i love that yeah wait your movie is about a very it's yeah. based on a real event right yeah or just uh yeah my uncle told me his experience about him and his mom and his family coming over to america in the late 1940s and they came across these segregated restrooms and that story always kind of stuck with me uh it's just such a strange introduction to this country and then um it's it just seemed like it was a good moment to make into a short film yeah. it's a it's it's a portrayal that you don't really see like a, a lot of movies in during that time it's all it's about the black and white experience but mm-hmm. um there were chinese people back then too and it's cool that you're you're able to uh portray that how so? Okay, back to Marty. Um, well, how did your family react when you told them that you're gonna make them all part of your movie during your family vacation? They didn't really under. They, they're just like, okay. I'm like, hey, uh, my sisters had like this really beautiful, like, sweet uh, the view of the ocean, and I had like this tiny little cabin. I'm like, can mm-hmm. I borrow your suite? And she's like, <laughs> sure. What are you gonna be doing there? I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna be cleaning up. Uh, don't don't worry about it. We're just we just have a little camera here, and I'll be cleaning. <laughs> and you know, I kind of got all of the the workers to kind of be in the background cleaning. I I asked them to borrow their vacuums and their brooms, and their pillows, and they're like, yeah, of course, whatever you need. <laughs> so it was really it was it was really cool. 
Um, but yeah, my, my family was psyched to be part of it. My my nephew, I don't think he understood what we were doing, but he's like he plays my son in it, and he's I just had him sing lines and just practicing with him over and over, and, and yeah, they're they're psyched. I'm I'm still in awe that you're able to like do the whole thing in like in two weeks. That's that's pretty. That's super impressive. Yeah. <laughs> did did anyone on the ship? kind of stop you or like the no. crew no they were all they were all like cool what are you doing can i be in it too <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> i mean it was a super low key it was just me and my boyfriend with one light panel and a tiny camera and i like mic'd myself so it was very very small yeah <laughs> it's impressive um so fiona your movie involves um working with child actors yes so how was that how's that experience like casting and and directing so we did street casting we went to you know the east side rosemead and all that and went to and uh found these dancing school ballet schools where they had a lot of little girls um it was um we didn't have much to pick from because i needed them to speak um perfect mandarin mm-hmm. and they and not and i needed their accents to sound like a family and you know accent in chinese they can sound very very different mm-hmm. so that was our challenge but it's, children are so smart, and I think they made me a far better director. I learned so much by um, rehearsing with them because they can't do any false moments or because they're not trained. They can't mm-hmm. make anything unnatural natural. So it will help me notice what isn't working, and I had to change the script according to them. And they couldn't read screenplays. So basically I was telling them like a bedtime story, like this is what happens and this is what you're doing, you know? And I think it really forced me to simplify the script and boil down to what the scene is about so that I can make it clear to them what they're mm. supposed to do and why I'm trying to get out of them. Great. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and especially, Marty, I want to hear from you about this, but what are some interesting stories from production? Like, any, any interesting stories from set? Um, well, we shot in a glacier, and uh, I didn't. It was one of our Alaskan stops, and I Googled it, and I'm like, "All right, there's got to be a glacier here. You know, I'm just gonna find it, and we're just gonna shoot inside of it." So I Googled it, and it was like a five-hour hike. We had to climb a mountain, and in the middle of the forest, and there was like tons of flies all attacking us, and we're like, "Ah!" And running through it, I cl- literally climbed a mountain. It was really steep. <laughs> We got to it, and uh, we get to the glacier, and I was like, I don't know if we can get inside. I don't know. We we look down, and, like, you can crawl from underneath inside, and, like, there's water pouring in. You can hear the glacier, like, cracking, and we're like, we might die in here, but it's going to be worth it because it's gorgeous. <laughs> let's, let's film it. Let's go. So that was really, that was probably the best location i've ever filmed in <laughs> did you get to vacation at all during your trip oh, barely i mean like we would shoot I mean, they climb and then... the mountain, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> with equipment i'm guessing yeah. well it was funny because it was like we got the all you can drink package so it was like let's drink in the morning shoot go back to drinking <laughs> it was it was fun it was family time and shooting all at the same time yeah but we we enjoyed ourselves as well it's the way to make a movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone's been doing it wrong just got to like <laughs> <laughs> have someone pay for a vacation <laughs> 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 um, how about you Fiona any, any interesting stories from set yeah so we had our last thing happens in the bathtub which is we shot on location so it's tiny and 
we we were running out of time and we had to like the over the shoulder shot wasn't working so we had to drain the tub and we can only fit one actress and the camera in the tub so basically my dp was like but she she's gonna have the camera 10 centimeters away from her face and she has to act like her most intensive moment and i looked at my lead and i was like can you do it and she's like yeah and then i'm like okay let's go and it was one of the most amazing moments on set because you really, really killed it. And I was like, wow. You know, it's <laughs> like, I am in awe to see her do that. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And any, any, any interesting things from, from the set of June? Nothing crazy happened on set. It all went fairly smooth. But I think my favorite moment, there's like a dance sequence number in the middle of the film. And um, it was just like a lot of dancers, a lot of people. It was a little bit chaotic on set. Uh, but my favorite thing was my wife. She has a little bit of a dance background, and uh, she worked with the choreographer a little bit and kind of helping to kind of direct the dancers. And so there was this moment where I was just like looking around the set, and there was like 70 people, and it's me and my wife in the middle, and we're both directing people. And like she's a school teacher, so she doesn't work in film. And it was just like, oh, this is cool. Like, this never gets to happen where me and my wife can work together on something. So I'd say that's my favorite moment. That's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's your favorite part about making films and, and, and the stories that you get to tell? I think, um, well, as a director, I think I just want to tell the stories that I feel like aren't being told and the stories that I want to see. I think just the past couple of years especially, I've just been noticing how everything... Um, or nothing looks like me and nothing looks like uh, my experience growing up and so I I feel like maybe this is something that you know I and we can contribute to sort of creating more content that that sort of represents uh, the Asian American experience Did you come up with that before or after you applied for film school? After, definitely (laughs) yeah, definitely I think I think I I mean I grew up loving movies and Mm -hmm. and, you know uh, uh, I think just I, I, I just love the process of storytelling in general but I think just recently is when I I've really kind of discovered like I, I want to tell specific stories that um, I haven't heard of before yeah how about you feel now what, I know um, Gigi is about you and your sisters but what drew you to wanting to tell stories in the first place on film I think film is a very special medium because it brings us um, it not only puts us into other people's shoes but it literally puts you into other people's heads and eyes and how they see the world and I think that's the most valuable thing because I think that's what you know that's true understanding brings us closer together and it it tells us it stops us from judging too quickly and I think film does that very very well and that's what drew me to it awesome and Marty you mentioned that you started out as an actor before getting into directing Mm -hmm. um what drew you to, you know, just being in films, performing in the first place? Um, I think it's exactly what they're saying in that it, film creates empathy for all types of people. Um, and I think that the lack of Asian representation right now is it's giant and it needs to be filled. And I felt that very much as an actor um, in that there were no roles for being just a real person, not a stereotype you know and that really drove me to want to make film and not just theater because you know theater is amazing but it can only fit a couple hundred people in a theater and that experience is gone for film and tv it can be played over and over and over across continents around the world and it's the biggest medium to get your voice out there and again to create empathy 
across the board for people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you guys are part of this program now. What's next for your, your filmmaking careers? Like, what are you working on now and what are you working on in the future? So I'm working on my first feature script, and I'm hoping to direct that sometime next year. Um, but in the near future, I'm, I also work as a DP in Austin, and I'm shooting a couple shorts, and I'm shooting a feature in the late summer. Great. So, and I'm, ex- I'm teaching my first class at UT Austin this fall, so I'm very excited oh, wow. about that. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any details about the projects, or is it all secret? Um, it's about... Um, it's about first love. It's a romance, a teen romance, and about growing up Asian in the uh, in the South. I love that uh, romance and rom com. That, that kind of um, those those genres are coming back now in film because I feel like it's been missing for a couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how about you, Marty? Um, I'm producing a film right now. We start shooting on May 21st. It's wow. called John Henry and uh, starring Terry Crews and Ludacris. Really? So that's cool. Um, <laughs> and then after that, I'm directing... Uh, I'm one of six directors on a anthology horror that uh, Radio Silence will be producing. They did VHS as well as um, this other company called Defiant. Then after that, another feature that I'm directing and wrote and will be shooting partially here in L.A. and partially in Africa. So um, that would be cool. Can you tell us what that's about? Or um, That one's called Rise. It's based off um, true stories of um, there's been hundreds and hundreds of Nigerian girls who've been kidnapped by the Boko Haram, mm-hmm. uh, the terrorist organization. And so it's based off real events, but it's a fictional story. Okay. Wow, yeah. that's, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and how about you, Fiona? Well, my next project is called Lady Luck. It's a new original series that I wrote with my roommate, Amy <laughs> Tang. And, um, and it's about, uh, it's a supernatural family drama. And it's, um, it's about a single mother who has to gamble her way out of her brother's mounting debt. Oh. And, like, and accidentally becoming the next goddess of gamblers. <laughs> And that's an that's an episodic. It's an episodic okay. limited series. Yeah. Is it going to be uh, online or is it going to be released through like how how do you know? So we finished the pilot script and it's we actually got past the Sundance at Episodic Lab first round. Okay. So we're waiting on the second. Awesome. Congrats. If anybody hears. <laughs> congrats. <laughs> well, good luck that's on awesome. that and congrats on getting through the first round. Thank Hopefully you. we'll see it um, next yeah. year at the festival. Yeah. Um, okay. One more thing before we go. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to me. By the way, I know you guys had to come a little bit earlier for this interview, and I. Super appreciated. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, yeah um, thank, you. thank you. For those um, aspiring filmmakers who might one day want to be where you guys are now, or maybe next year, um, what's a piece of advice to give someone who is thinking about maybe possibly becoming a filmmaker? I would say use what you have. Uh, don't wait for anyone. Uh, you can make movies with your iPhone, but. You know, be the train and have everyone else hop onto what you're doing. Don't wait for anyone else. Great. I'd say find your collaborators and find your community because you can't make a film by yourself. And I think if you're lucky enough to find those people you work well with, stick stick with them and uh, make just create together. I think um, be honest in your work, write and start with what you know, and um, be confident in that your own story matters instead of seeking what seems to be dramatic on the surface. I think we all actually have great stories in our lives. And I think I would start with secrets, you know, what do you never tell people? Hmm, yeah. We've been talking to the three finalists of this year's HBO APA Visionaries short film competition, Waving Law, 
Marty Go and Fiona Rowan. Um, you can catch their films now on HBO and HBO Go if you have the app and you have a subscription. Yeah, so watch it if you can. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us and um, we'll see you later. Congratulations you. on your films and um, congratulations on the premiere tonight. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> and that'll do it for the collab cast. Minji, can you believe that Marty Go filmed her entire submission in two weeks? That See again goals like if that girl and she did a great job clearly obviously like she got into the program as a finalist incredible and this is what we will emphasize at collab like go do it see what happens like if there's a limitation like you have two weeks to like come up and make a whole thing you can do it it also goes to show you don't have to have like the timing doesn't have to be perfect like you don't have to have like already something in 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 mind or in progress and just happens to line up with the deadline. Yeah. Like you can go and shoot something and if it's strong, it'll make it. Right. And For sure. Yeah. And that's where honestly I think we all need to like give ourselves like a pat on our own back or like our own pep talk because I think we will automatically take ourselves out of the race if we're just like, oh, it's not good enough or yeah. it's not perfect. And again, planning and strategizing, all that stuff is so, so good and important and you'll keep learning that. But also like if you have to wait until something's perfect to even try you'll never start yeah present company included <laughs> i mean independent filmmaking is all about also being a producer yes and that is all about problem solving and just figuring being stuff out. being was scrappy scrappy yeah, yeah. super scrappy <laughs> um thanks again to waving law fiona rowan marty go jackie gagney leader Nam, and sujata day for speaking with us on this episode of the collab cast you can catch the 2018 apa visionary shorts on hbo now um, and also catch both the 2018 and 2017 shorts streaming on HBO Go. Thanks to HBO for putting on such a great event. Thanks to VC for hosting such a great event. We love you, VC. Visual communications. <laughs> As always, if you want to contact us at the Collabcast, you can shoot us an email at podcast at collaboration.org. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a nice written review if you feel so inclined. Special thanks to Travis Trail for a song calling for you um, for this week's intro and outro. And um, if you have the chance, go check out the music video starring our very own Minji Chang. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Minji, for taking a break from your uh, deadline writing. No, I'm like, I'm like revitalized. I'm, I'm <laughs> focused now. I got my eye on the prize. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to the Clubcast. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. See, I'm calling for you.